Enlighten the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the second hour of the show today. You can get involved by calling 888-773-5373, 888-77-JESSE. And if you're busy and out and about and you can't watch the show live, you podcast later, of course, but you can be listening while you're doing what you're doing, what you're doing. By calling the listen line on Talk Stream Live at 641-793-1500. That's 641-793-1500. Amazing! And don't forget uh, to follow us on JLP Talk on X and Jesse Lee Peterson on Instagram. Jesse Lee Peterson on Instagram. Amazing, huh? My brand new biblical question. Why are you afraid of negotiating? That's an amazing biblical question. Why are you afraid of negotiating? I got to ask my experts about that. And to donate and have your comments read out loud, go to buy me a coffee. Buy me a coffee.com slash JLP talk or rebuilding the man.com. Rebuilding the man.com. All right. I want to go back to Anna. Uh, I had to put Anna on a hold there. We ran out of time. Manhood hours coming up in the next hour. Let me go to a first-time caller, Anna. Anna, thank you for holding you on the air. Thanks, Jesse. Yes. Um, so my question, I don't feel one way or the other about it, but I often wondered, um, to start off my, my comment, is uh, my husband made um, twin females first. Bird. Is that beta? <laughs> <laughs> oh, beta. Is two females equal to one male? That's that's beta beta. <laughs> is that double beta? That's double beta. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> he must he not know the secret to making males first. Um, I don't know. I don't know that one. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, but but we have as the third child, we do have a male. So um, right on. yeah. And, they're all just the best kids. Um, I mean, I know evil female speaking. My kids are the best, and then I ship them off to the evil public school. But <laughs> and why do you do that? <laughs> why? Um, learning home didn't really work well. We were in fear for COVID times and everything. So first we were forced to, and then when schools opened, then we were afraid to. 
And so they did an extra year. And then um, especially the little guy, he wasn't learning that well. And so it was just um, too distracting. And uh, he was so young. It just, uh, it didn't really, it didn't really work out. um, So you didn't have the patient, were you teaching them? Uh, I was. It was a combination. So it was like an online platform. Right. And then, um, so it was like a, yeah, it was a combination, but a lot of it was on me. And the girls were at a pivotal year, too, with like third grade, which was a lot of information that they're getting in third grade. And then him starting off, and then I had some teachers, some evil teacher that he had that he would tune in with like, I don't know, once a day for a little while, and she's like, oh, he's going to be a non-reader. He's going to be a non-reader. You know, he doesn't know anything. And um, so, so it you, was... you didn't have the patience to teach them? Uh, patience, I I guess. I guess that was probably a factor in it, yeah. So um, how, so- how, how do you feel knowing that if they're left in the, in the, in the public school system, that they will be destroyed. After why you won't even recognize your own kids. Uh, I don't feel. I don't feel. That I don't feel strongly to that end because the way that I teach them at home, uh, with uh, morals and values, and I do tell them which things to tune out and which things to tune in, and so I feel like there are responsible for you know in in the sense that they can they can tune out things when they know that it's against what our values are in the home um why does your husband allow you to send them off oh if it was up to him he would have them at home well Um, why isn't it up to him he's the father he's you you why don't you obey him uh i mean he's I don't know. I mean, we talk about, we have talked about it, but I guess we do know that now they're, as far as they're learning and the fact that they're getting more responsibility on their shoulders, like when they were at home, I was picking up the slack for them, where now at school, they're learning a lot more responsibility over themselves. So your husband prefer that they stay home and be homeschooled, right? has like a very strong preference to it i mean he when it gets cold and flu and all those disgusting viruses season he gets a more strong feeling about it because he fears for their health in that sense um it's not like a moral question for him it's more of a it's more of just like the physical well-being and that was the original reason why i was calling in because i had those backpack um, leashes on my twins, and that's why I was going to say that that you was did. something that I did. That was the thing I was commenting on because it fit perfectly to what I wanted to call in for a while, but that fit perfectly. So, like, having twins, that was the thing. I was very paranoid, and um, I was very fearful uh, going out in public with them, um, going to a mall just to walk around and get out of the house a little. Why? Um, and things like that. Or why like, were you so afraid? Uh, the way I was raised, I guess. How were you um, raised? To be afraid? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Did your parents um, put a, a leash on you as well? I don't know if they existed when I was a child. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I don't know if that was really, or, or when they first came out, I remember, I, I feel like it was around like the early 90s when they kind of came out, um, as I recall, and they were more leash-like, I think, but now they made them cute to look like a little plush backpack, and so it's like a harness around the chest, like a clip-on thing, and it was like a cute little thing, or sometimes if they went up on a high like park equipment, I would go up on the equipment and, like, hold the thing so that they wouldn't jump off of a high height on the park equipment. So, for me, it came in handy. I mean, they were so... I attracted a lot of attention with the cute little twins out in public. I mean, a lot of people would stop me. It was unbelievable how many people would would um, be attracted to them, like, wow, are they twins, and how old are they, and everything. So, um, I, I felt like... If one of them took off running one way and the other one went the other way, I would have some sense of protection over them. So amazing that was. So your yeah. husband okay with you putting leash leashes on his children as well? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we didn't really talk at length about my adventures out at the mall and everything like that. But um, you know, he just went to work and did what he had to do and. Um, I think in the end, if, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he would be happy about it that, um, you know, I was taking an extra step to keep them safe. So, so you have fear. Can you, is it possible to have fear for your kids and love them at the same time? Fear for them and love them. Um, fear in a spiritual sense or fear in a physical sense? Fear, period. Can you have fear, fear for them and, love and, them? and, and still love them? Uh, I, it's a good question. I would be inclined to say yes is my first reaction to that. Is there um, love in fear? Uh, I think of it as for the self, maybe no, but when you're a a minor and like when you're under someone else's protection, like I'm responsible to get them to age 18 alive, then I feel <laughs> like, I feel like it can be, go hand in hand. For but when they have little. always, hum, females have been having children forever, right? And they didn't put leashes on them. And they, and the kids grew up to be 18 and over. What, what changed? Um, I think that there's less, for one, I think there's, like, less family around as well. I feel like back in the old days, it was, or, like, going back, let's say, you know, a thousand years ago, you would have your whole village, and that was all your aunties and all your, you know, relatives, and everybody kind of watched over each other as well. And now families are probably smaller and... It's more of just the mother being responsible over the children. So I think we're more protective. Uh, Amazing. And more burdened. I mean, not burdened, but you know what I mean, that the load falls on our shoulders. Yeah. Do you um, you obey your husband? I say yes to that. But if he's letting you do all this, what is there to obey? Um, he lets you treat uh, his children like as, animals. What is there to obey? To put them on a leash? Right. Um, he let you put them on a leash like an animal, like a dog? 
I don't think he saw and, it that and, way. And then he let he you send them off to public school, knowing that it's like sending them to hell every day. And it's, I don't know if he knows it. I don't know if he looks at it that deeply. Really? Because um, he went to public school. I went to public school. I mean, we know that times are different, and we talk about those things. Right. But I don't think he's he's that deep into it. He's, you know, in his responsibilities at work and everything. So right. he's having, you know, he's having that. I'm I'm more responsible over the kids. So I don't want to say he doesn't like defer to me. But like, oh, if he feels very strongly about something, and he tells me do this, then yes, of course I do do if he says don't go out today the the weather is taking a turn <laughs> and i don't want you taking the kids out and going anywhere uh, um, amazing but, so that's what you know i'll say oh absolutely you know yeah uh, so when you put the leash on your kids do you get the feeling that you're treating them like animals like dogs well this was years ago so the girls are now older the girls are in the sixth grade now but when you were doing that did you feel like they were animals like uh, even though you ignored the feeling you got the feeling that they were being treated like animals i felt that it was the first time that i didn't think of them as animals i thought of it as okay here's a product that's out there and here's it's a way for me to keep them safe um I feel like it's the first time I probably would have taken them out uh, with no stroller, like they're walking already, and that people are um, looking at me a certain way because it would elicit some looks from people either to the positive or to the negative, either approval or disapproval. Uh, Some people would yell out, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, I wish they had that when my kids were little. And these are people who are like boomers, let's say, right, like older you know, people uh, who really hadn't seen that product around for a while. So, Were it mostly females? Um, both? Um, men, female, yeah, males, females, both. And um, so people would say things, and I think it was the first time I felt that I would not be, um, other than them crying in public and doing things like that, like it forced me not to care what people thought. Uh, so it changed my mentality to, like, I don't care uh, I'm doing what I need to do, and whatever way people feel, like I can shove those feelings aside. Wow! So it was more. Um, so it cha- it made my thought like that, but it didn't make my thought feel like that they're animals or something. No, it That's wasn't amazing. like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I run, why don't you overcome your fear? I'm working on it. I think it's a How? work in progress. Uh, I'm How? working. How are you working on it? In what way? Uh, so having a little, I'm talking specifically about like the germaphobe and the fear of getting sick and those feelings of, uh, you know, wanting to, to stay healthy and, and intact. <laughs> I think that I'm realizing that we can't, number one, we can't control because if you don't get sick from outside, you'll get sick from within with cancers or other things. So I think I'm changing in the way of just letting go to God's will. Um, and if, you know, going out, don't wear a mask, you know, letting go of some fears in that sense. Um, why not? Yeah. Why not drop your anger and be done with fear? Um, 
I don't really know how... I don't understand, I guess, the question of fear and anger as a direct link. They do. Because in anger, there is no love. There's nothing but hate. And in hate, there's nothing but fear. All people who has anger has fear. It's a child of anger, and anger is a child of fear. It's evil. There's no love in it. It's nothing but evil. Yeah, I mean... Why don't you drop your anger? I'm working on it. By doing (laughs) what? By doing what? Just, um, you know, meditating on it and uh, just prayer. (laughs) In my way of praying, I'm Catholic. Oh, man. Sorry to hear (laughs) So that's my question to you. What's wrong with the? What do you feel like that when you hear about somebody that's Catholic? Because I know that they're lost. I know that they're miserable. Because Catholic, it teaches you how to be in fear, not how to be free. And Um, all children of God, sons and daughters of God, should be free. And, And if you're not free, then you have not returned to the Father. Have you forgiven your mother? Um, that's something I'm working up to for sure. Uh, how, you you, know. how are you working on that? Well, every day I think, okay, I'll say something, but I always think like it has to come up naturally in a type of conversation that has a smooth segue to saying, okay, well, at the end of the day, <laughs> this is how I feel and that I forgive you and everything. If you, for, if you go straight to it, shaking in your boots, and say, hey, mother, I, I, I'm sorry for resenting you all my life. And I realize now you can't help yourself because I become like you and I can't help myself. And just, I'm sorry for resenting you. Then you, can over, you will overcome the anger which will cause you to overcome the fear. You are right. You are right. I mean, I hear you say this all the time and I can't argue any way out of it one way or the other. So why not just work on you by facing your mother first? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think in the next, you know, week or something, I'll probably do that. I'll probably... Why I put mean, it off? You, next week is not promised to you. You're right. You're all right. She, uh, you know... We get into these conflicts every so often, and so, you know, somehow I annoyed her or she annoyed me in, in the conversation, and then it's just like, it just feels gross. I just feel disgusting after, like, some of the times, you know, um, well, you want, that we talk. Well, if you forgave her for what she's done to you, because that's where all your issues came from is her. You'll be free of all that. You, if you want to talk to her, you will. Not, not. And if she act crazy, it wouldn't move you at all because it would be her and not you. Right yeah. now, you identify with her. Yeah. No, you're right. It's like my friend and I used to talk years ago. Like the worst fear in life is becoming like your parents, and like that I had kids, and sometimes I sense myself sounding or acting like her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. You are your mother, and that's and you're going to end up, you're going to continue to treat your children in the same way that your mother treated you. You already put them on a leash 
and you're going to treat them with like a patient. You're not going to love them. You're going to traumatize them in the same way that your mother done to you because you're not yourself. You're your mother. Mm-hmm. That is accurate. I'm still on her leash. <laughs> yeah. What a mess! So you just <laughs> so you love your hell. Uh, oh no, no! If I don't. you didn't love your hell, you will overcome it. Yeah, I know. Well, thankfully, I discovered you. You know, more recently, so I listened to a lot of you know your content from years ago, and um, still, you know, you never change the things that you say and the way that you teach, and um, so yeah, I'm building up. You're giving me courage. <laughs> But I know I don't need the courage. I right. just have to. You, you need to do it in fear. And once you do yep. it in fear, then the courage will come. And yep. the fear will disappear. Yep. Uh, I what, agree. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, some sleepless nights. I try to close my eyes and go into it. And then, you know, it's been calming, but it's not every morning, every night, nothing so like that. So you're not ready to overcome your hell, huh? You love the thrill of your hell. I I guess in some ways you don't think that you love it, but then some ways you just um yeah, you get you get a like I haven't died to myself yet, right. I guess. Yeah. Are you doing these hell Mary thing? Oh, (laughs) I mean, I will say that um, the rosary, I will say that it's given me uh, many blessings in life. No, it hasn't hasn't given you one blessing. (laughs) Well, I Oh, you still have fear. You still lack patience. You still emotional. It hasn't done anything for you. Yeah, but I can't transform overnight, you know? Why not? It's just something... You can change at the blinking of an eye right now, but you don't yeah, want I mean, to change. Um, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. What a mess! It's a mess. But um, you know, I'll work on. I'll call you back and I'll let you know how uh, things uh, have gone once I've gone into it. But, okay. Um, One last know. question: mm-hmm. How are you going to handle it when the kids remember? Trying to run free, and they were held back by their mother. How will no, you handle know, that? They know about it. They just laugh about it. I mean, they just don't really, they don't see it as a bad thing. I mean, but they, they will. As they get older, they will. I mean, maybe. Listen, this has been my prayer since I even, you know, they were infants. I said, I hope that I have the courage and strength to let them go the way that I never had, um, been given the freedom uh, to been let go of, you know. Oh, you said uh, that to the devil? Nah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but what a mess! I feel like you know, just saying out loud, just talking to God, and just saying, you know, let, let that not happen. So but you're not talking to God when you do that. You're talking to the devil. I mean, you know. I don't know about that, but, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just working on myself. That's all I could say about it. I can hear um, you now praying to the God. I hope, I hope that they have a little better than I did. Uh, <laughs> don't let them turn out the way I did. And then as soon as yeah. you do the amen, 
You say, now, where is that leash? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. What a mess. Uh, Anna, thank you for your call. Call me again. But yeah, start I working will. on yourself. I will let you know how it went. All right. God bless you. All right. You. Take care. Okay. Amazing. 888-7753-773. Manny is a first-time call out of California. California. Manny, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Well, uh, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, the, the reason I'm calling, actually, is to follow up something that you mentioned uh, to Anna before. How would you ref- – okay, my position is this. Uh, poor academic performance in the public schools by black kids leads directly to criminality. So, because if you graduate you and you're uh, functionally – illiterate, uh, there are very few jobs for you, and it, it, it tempts you to do something illegal. How would you reform uh, the black public schools? Well, number one, uh, a lack of education does not lead to criminality. It's a, it's a lack of love. The blacks, not all, not all, not all, but most of them only have hatred in their hearts because they have not overcome their mother's it's not the lack of education, because when I was growing up, blacks were not as they were into school and stuff, but they didn't put education first. They put love first, loving your neighbor as yourself, loving God with all your heart. So blacks were not as angry as they are today because the family is broken. The fathers are not leading the, 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 the mother in the right way to raise children. So it's not the lack of education, it's the lack of a return to the father. Okay. They, they hate so their mothers. Anyway, okay, so anyway, if I made you uh, education czar, and I give you the job of improving uh, the performance of, of black public schools, what would you do, if anything? I would put male back in charge of the school. I would have male principals. And mostly male teachers, some female teachers, but mostly male teachers. And I would not pass them to the next grade unless they earned the way and make them be responsible that way. They would change then. Well, you know, I I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, I, I I don't know what this... I, I wish I had a bone to pick with you, but I, but I can't. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank Bye-bye. you, man. Um, amazing. 888-7753-773. There's a line open there. Tony is a first-time call out of Tennessee. Not Tony, but Troy. Sorry about that, Troy. Troy is out of Tennessee. Hey, Troy. Troy? I'll put him on hold. Um... Maybe he got a little mute thing on and don't realize it. Let me know. Uh, let me do this real fast because of time here. Then I get back to your calls and your super. Um, remember I told you that whenever you put blacks in control of your white stuff, they're going to destroy it in the same way they've already destroyed um, their stuff. 
I have more proof. Let me try Troy first. Hey, Troy. Hey, howdy. Okay, let's go for it. Go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, I was, uh, I've been listening to your show for about a couple months now, and y'all talk about rebuilding the man and stuff, and I was wondering, because I'm having a hard time uh, figuring out how to go about forgiving my mother, because, I mean, I grew up as a black sheep of the family, and, uh, like, everything that, like, they do, like, she does is, like, in the, not like, she does it in, like, I guess a nice way, and it makes it, and then if you try to, like, say anything, it turns into, like, uh, oh, well, I, like, a guilt trip. Like, I, well, I did, I did nothing but all this for you and this, that, and the other. And, and okay. I'm just, under, I just want to know, like, how would I go about trying to go and forgive my mother when all, when I see what's, that's probably what's going to end up coming back to me. I'll tell you that in a minute. Hold on. Do not hang up. All right. Let me take a quick break and I'll come back and work with you on that one. 888-775-3773. 888-77-Jesse. A quick break. Back in a moment. a counseling service and I have to admit thanks to God it is the best counseling service on this side of heaven I counsel with men and women families individuals around the world most people are unhappy they're miserable they have rough lives they're depressed suicidal young and old of all races I understand I know why and I do understand it because exactly what's happening in me is happening with everybody outside of me, inside of them. And I've noticed that with those who really, really, really want to understand, they overcome it just like that. Out of one counseling session. If you need counseling, you can go to rebuildingdemand.com or call 800-411-2663. 800-411-BOND. Best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can watch and support the show listed on jessaleepeterson.com slash show. jessaleepeterson.com slash show. And for good readings, some people love reading books, right? For good reading, check out my books. They are amazing. The first one, uh, From Rage to Responsibility. From Rage 
to responsibility, from rage to responsibility. Amazing. The very first one that I wrote, and then the second one, Scam, How the Black Leadership Exploits Black America and is Worse Now Than Ever. And then the seven guarantee steps to spiritual, family, financial success guy, a little small pocket guy. Really, if you do it, it'll work. Especially if you want to start a business, but just in life in general. All right? Uh, a little, uh, the, uh, we're having it reprinted right now because we ran out of paperback, but you can get it. Uh, the seven guarantee step available on Kindle. Or audiobook, go to rebuildingaman.com slash stores, and uh, there's a link there to Amazon where you can uh, purchase the book. And then the last but not least, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. And I will sign them. I will sign them all. Go to rebuildingaman.com. Or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. And the antidote is really amazing as well. It, it just kind of seals everything off. Amazing. I highly recommend them, all right? Let me go back to, uh, oh, it's a women's forum this Thursday, ladies. For ladies only at 7 p.m., the first one for this year. Every third Thursday night of the month for ladies only and first Thursday night for men only. So Troy want to know how to forgive his mother. And Troy, you see that you have anger for toward her? Uh, yes, I have for many years. Like I've felt like I've forgiven my mother and my father, but yet I still to this day, like I've got three kids and, uh, like I still see myself getting angry and stuff, and I know that's just not right. I just, I mean, I get mad and frustrated about things, and it just overwhelms yeah. me. And I've well, listened to your show and stuff, so it kind of points me out to show that I don't feel like a beta, but it just that's what I've been. Well, anyone that has anger, any, especially a man, male, is a beta. But here's what you do, Troy. You see that. And that's what's holding you back in life. You got to face her shaking in your boots. You're going to be a f- nervous. The thoughts are going to tell you, oh, you're going to hurt her feelings. Or she's going to say, I did my best. Or blah, 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 right? Let her say whatever she wants. That's on her. It has nothing to do with you. She may not, might not be ready to overcome her hell in her. But you're ready mm-hmm. to overcome yours. So just say, hey, mother. I realize now you can help yourself. I'm sorry for hating you, for resenting you. And don't ask for forgiveness. If she said, well, I need to be forgiving you, let her say whatever she wants. Don't react to it. Don't overreact. And just say, hey, I'm just sorry for resenting you. And God will forgive you, uh, Troy. He will take away that mother spirit from you, that evil spirit, and he will make you free. But you got to face her in your fear. And that's how you overcome the fear, by facing it. All right. And don't have any expectation from her at all. Don't expect her to apologize. Don't expect her not to apologize. 
Don't expect her to admit anything. Don't expect her to admit. It's on you. You're working on you. And God said that when we forgive others, he will forgive us. And so to apologize for resenting her because she couldn't help herself, she hated her mother. And to apologize for hating, for being angry, is what forgiveness is. And then you will change as well. Okay. Alrighty. And so if she played that little nicely nice game on you, don't fall for it. She's trying to keep you in the hell with her. So stand up. Even though you're shaking in your boots, your thoughts are racing like nighty going north, your emotions are going crazy, just do it anyway, and God is with you. You'll be fine. All right. Is your father still living? Yes, he is. When you ask him why did he protect you from her, what does he say? Uh, I haven't asked him that. Why not? Uh, I'm not sure why I haven't. I just just know that when I was growing up, I never really understood why I felt like I had an issue with my father. But then now that I'm older, I've thought about it, and I have been preached to most of my life about, oh, well, I'm the one that my mom would say, I'm the one that took you to all your stuff. I'm the one that's done all this, and your dad's not been there, and I feel like it's been pushed on me. And me and my dad got into this big uh, ordeal one night, and... He ended well, and he wanted to fight, and I told him I didn't want to. There was no point in it. Yeah. So we went through this whole big ordeal, and it took me like a few weeks to be able to go back to him and forgive him for that. And then when I finally did that, I felt better about myself. But I don't. I've never really asked him why he didn't protect me from my mother. He couldn't handle your mother. The same game that your mother played on you, she played on him. And because he has not overcome his mother, he, he was married to his mother. Your mother is his mother because he was attracted to what he hated. And so I would suggest you forgive him as well. Hey, Dad, I'm sorry for resenting you. I understand now. You can help yourself. And whatever his reactions are, that's on him. But you forgive so that God can take away the spirit of anger and give you the spirit of love, which is his nature, and you'll pass love on to your children, they won't, you won't pass that anger on. Uh, anger is hatred. you pass on love. And there's nothing like the love of a father for a family. Amen to that. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, I've listened to it. With, I've done it with my wife at night before I go to bed. Well, and why not do it every morning, every night? Uh, I've just, I haven't fit, I haven't really tried, I guess, fitting it into my schedule. I get up bright and early, go to work, and I just, I don't know, I'm in a hurry in the morning, and I never thought about it. I guess I let my thoughts over yes, me absolutely. in the morning. The last thing that Satan wants you to do is to be still and know God. He doesn't want you to let go. He wants you in a hurry. He wants you trying to make your own life work. And that's never going to work. Your life will work when you let go. And so I would highly recommend you do the silent prayer every morning, every night. Get up a little early and do it. 
Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and everything will be added. You will see your whole life start to smooth out because your mind will become clear. Those thoughts will have no control over you anymore. Okay. Because those thoughts that keep you rushing are evil. They are from the devil because you're not the owner of your thoughts. You don't create thoughts at all. They're all evil except for practical thoughts. Okay. And practical thoughts being like, like what you, you got to do for yeah. work and stuff like that? Yes. Okay. And you don't live by that. You just use those thoughts as a tool. And once you've done the project, you put the tool down. But I highly recommend, uh, Tori, forgive your mother, shaking in your booth, do it anyway. Same thing with your father, have no expectation, and do the silent prayer. And you'll see if you stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. You'll see that okay. it's going to be fine. Why do you do it with your wife rather than doing the silent prayer alone? Uh, just uh, because she was the one that started listening to you, and I, uh, I just she just would play it, and I'd actually instead I've never actually tried like looking for myself to do oh, anything, okay. I guess. Right. And she's played it, and I've just done it with her. All right. Well, there's nothing wrong with doing it with her. I just that this journey that you have to take, you can't take it with anyone else. You must take it alone. You can't bring your kids. You can't bring your wife. You can't bring your daddy, your mama. You got to travel this journey, this road by yourself. Okay. So I highly recommend that you have a show you how to, how to get it, pull it up or whatever, and start doing it and just stay working on you. You're still going to direct your wife and children in the right way, but you got to work on you now. It's now time to work on you. All right. And again, you're going to be nervous because you're going to face evil. Your mother is evil, and you've you've had to deal with evil all along, all your life. And now it's time to face it. So you'll be nervous, but there'll be all that will pass once you truly forgive her. Okay. Let me know how it goes. All right. All right. I will. I'll let you know. Any other questions about that? Uh. I guess just to, why does it some part of me like inside of me feel that it would uh, like feel like it's wrong to kind of push my parents uh, a little more because some things have happened with and we don't let them see my kids and all yeah and so but I mean just something in me just says like it feels wrong but yet the everything that I know that I grew up with and everything just Makes me want to say, well, who cares? But something in me says that it's like it's wrong. Well, it's not wrong to forgive. It's the right thing to do if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven within. Uh, and that's not you telling yourself that. That is that spirit of evil that made a home in you where you became angry as a kid. It entered into your mind and emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's not you telling you that. That's evil. Okay. But and so don't call that you anymore. That's that thing that you want to overcome, which made a home in your mind and body. All right. Well, that makes sense. So the next time it does that, just notice, wow, this thing telling me this. This thing telling that's not me. 
just notice it so you can stop identifying with it, and it will have to depart from you. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And once it's anger gone, you're going to deal with your parents as an adult. If you don't want them around, you'll say no, and you won't be angry about it. If you don't feel like calling, you'll say no. You won't feel angry about it. You will be free. Okay, that sounds great. I'd like to be able to feel like that. You will. You once this, you forgive, it's the beginning of freedom. And then just watch those thoughts, knowing that they're not you. You're not your thoughts. You're not your emotions. You're not your body. And once all that disappears, you'll be free. Just work on it. You'll see you, you're going to live on earth as you are in heaven. It's going to be fine. Okay. All right? All right. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Let me know how it goes. All right. I will. I'll give you a call back when I uh, forgive them, and I'll tell you how everything went. All right. So I wish you well. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Amazing. 888-7753. 773. That's a line open. Super chat. Super chat. Super, super. super chat. Over on uh, buymeacoffee.com slash JLP talk. White Lion NYC, you bought one. JC, the country, this country is the only one that voted against stopping the genocide. This country, America. Uh, rocket, fire, bomb, skull, Brown baby, skull and crossbones emojis. Stopping what genocide? Being committed by the people you love. The genocide committed by the people you love. But one commercial, one commercial ship boat emoji gets attacked and want to start, want to start another war. What the hmm emoji? So what is he talking about? He's talking about Israel genociding the uh, Palestinians, and and our country, America. Voted against stopping that genocide, in oh, his the, words. Oh, the Palestinians? Yeah. What genocide? Where uh, Joe Biden, you can't hide. You're supporting genocide. <laughs> 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 but what genocide is he talking about? The, he or uh, she? The attack on the Palestinians in Gaza. What attack? The Israel's going into Gaza and uh, killing. Oh, they're protecting themselves. Yeah, oh. protecting themselves, killing 24,000. That's it? <laughs> what do you mean that's it? <laughs> <laughs> so he calls it a genocide, and oh, yeah. a lot of people are calling it a genocide. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so do they know the real evidence of what's going on and why? Uh, oh, they're just hearing sound bites from the media and the protesters. I can't, I can't uh, ask them because this is a coffee. Oh, okay. It's a one-way conversation. Uh, thank you, Coffee. <laughs> What's her name, the first name? White Lion NYC. White Lion NYC. Thank you. Who also says, hey, Jesse, did you know that the Little Hats hate Jesus? Besides murdering him, they were banned from 109 countries for their sacrifice ritual murders, in which they kidnap children, to- torture, poking. The ritual represents the killing of baby Jesus. It's the people you love, Jesse. Don't believe anything I say. Have your experts look into it. Well, a hat is not capable of loving Jesus. Facts. Uh, it's just a material thing. Yep. Does this person hate the Jews or something? Uh, he seems to have a beef. Uh, is, this <laughs> is this happening to him or something? Um, no, I think he's just read about it. Well, let him know if he doesn't love all, he loves none. 
Hey, you must love the Jews and the Palestinian and Hitler and Hitler mama uh, and uh, everybody. Oh, you love none. Amazing. Thank you. P.S. That Brooklyn tunnel made across the street from an elementary school. They spit on nuns in Israel while verbally abusing them. What the hmm emoji? Amazing. Thank you. I have books that are amazing donated a diamond. Jesse, would you hire someone with a black sounding name? No. Whoa. No. <laughs> Not at all. It's just trouble. You already know in advance you're bringing in trouble into your company. Why do that? Thank you. White Lion NYC says with a coffee, because Jesse wasn't around yesterday, I want to publicly acknowledge the growth and improvement of Hake. He's gone from being a stuttering beta to a person <laughs> that is confident in what he thinks and believes and is no longer afraid to call out the bogus speech. Amazing. Thank you. Congrats, uh, Hake. Definitely the best of the experts. The guy with the good hair. He has grown a lot and he's growing. Thank you. Uh, Tara over on Rumble says leashes. You gotta know how to rumble. Leashes are helpful and can keep your rambunctious child safe. My kids are known to just turn and run. I never used a leash, but would be lying if I said I hadn't considered one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you didn't do it. At least you love them enough not to treat them like dogs and cats and animals. Thank you. Come on, man. <laughs> White Lion NYC, Trump, the father of the vaccine, as he calls himself, gave Big Pharma full immunity. Now he's pushing for full immunity for police officers. I'm very concerned about that, along with the presidential immunity show being put on. I just don't see how those three full immunities are great for America. If ever we need the police back, we need them now. And the police need to be protected for doing their jobs. It's totally reversed. And if if the country continued down that road, we haven't seen hell on earth yet. It only will get worse. So you better hope that he can bring the cops back. Thank you. Nathan Denny bought three coffees. Coffee spelled backwards is EFOC, and that's pretty funny, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sounds immature. I'm not going to get into it. Charlotte bought a coffee. Hey, Jesse, every time I fly Delta out of Atlanta, all I see is fat black female and gay black male flight attendants. <laughs> also, black female passengers with pajamas and bonnets on. Blacks ruin everything. The flying class used to be first class flying, really. It used to be like a treat. But now it's gone. It's, just, it's a hood now. And it's unfortunate. But what's even unfortunate, <clears throat> I don't blame the the people for doing what they do. I blame the whites for allowing it to happen. Because people are going to do what they do. That's on them. But why do the whites put up with it? You know what I mean? What a mess. Indeed. Siona Witt Sion bought a coffee. Even flight attendants used to have a certain look and cleanliness. How Now they're hiring everybody off the street. Jesse, bear emojis. Whole bunch of them. Amazing. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Amazing. Thank you so much. How, why am I computer in the screen? Uh, my mic is on. <laughs> I can't answer you. 
And why no one is correcting it? We're talking about it. We're dealing with it. We will deal with it. Well, look at it. I know. And he said, oh, no, no, no one told me. White Lion NYC bought a, bought a coffee. Jesse, I'm in an Obama movie. I'm in the Obama movie. The people complaining about it are low IQ. It was not made to be a blockbuster nor entertaining. It's a combination of predictive programming and messages targeted for different demographics. That is why many people don't understand the movie as a whole, because the messages are not for everyone to understand. They're in the movie. He's in the movie. He or she, <laughs> White Lion NYC. Um, I had a friend of mine tell me that they saw that movie, and that uh, there were people, conservative people saying, don't watch it, don't watch it. I haven't seen it yet. But conservative people saying, don't watch it, don't watch it. And uh, they watch it anyway, and they said, it's interesting, it's scary, they said. Uh, wow. So I haven't seen it, but. Yeah. This is the first I've heard about it, besides yesterday when I read about it. Oh, yeah? yeah? I think it's okay to watch movies. I haven't seen the movie. You see what the liberals are up to. Yep. You know what I mean? Indeed. Thank you. Uh, WD41 donated three diamonds, no message. Thank you. Thank you. Coffee Talk with Sandra. Welcome back, Jesse. Guys, rock it. rocked it for us. XOXOX. Thank you, Mama House, for letting us on there. It was amazing having us on. It was a really good conversation, too, all right? Let me take a break. Thank you all. We'll finish you when I come back. And your phone calls. Thank you so much. One more hour to go. Man, who and I was coming up. Hey, kids coming in with hate news. Back in a moment. I'm going to tell you this. I believe you might go down in history as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, black man that ever lived on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know anybody before you that's been that great. You know, freeing the slaves is one thing, but you've been freeing people of their mind, which matters, it should be anyhow, to you more than anything else, because with the mind not being right, there ain't nothing else going to happen right anyway. If you can doubt every thought because you're not your thoughts, if you can doubt every thought, knowing that you're not your thoughts, you don't create them, they're not from God, that they're from the deceiver, the great deceiver, Satan. If you can doubt every thought, you can be free just like that. At an instant. Bring every thought into captivity. It's so amazing. going on in the world am i right this is the end of our two already of the jesse lee peterson show it is wednesday uh january 17th ad 2024 hour three manhood hour is coming right up guys but first hake news not fake news uh and you can call in right now during hake news 888-77-JESSE, 1-888-775-3773. Racists want to ban menthols. What? Commie Nonsense Network's in and reports health advocates are ratcheting up pressure on the White House, the black on the inside White House, to move forward with a nationwide ban on menthol cigarettes ahead of what they say is a critical deadline this week. Critical deadline? Advocates are urging crooked Joe Biden 
to make a decision by Saturday because the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, the agency behind the proposed ban, has said that they need a full year, a year for full implementation. Oh, okay. And they think that Joe Biden may not be reelected. <laughs> okay. But if the black on the inside White House does not decide, at least internally this week, to get the wheels of the government moving on approved ban, on an approved ban, and if Biden does not win a second term, a new president could easily begin the process of repealing the rule without it ever taking effect. According to a 2022 study, a ban on menthol cigarettes would save. This is a study. It's a projection. It's there, there in their imaginations. Would save more than 650,000 lives in the United States within 40 years, so they claim. They don't care about lives. Uh, unruly passengers and stewardesses, but they don't mention that. Commie Nonsense Network, CNN, reports airlines are facing a plethora of travel woes from weather-related disruptions to an increasing number of unruly passengers. Gotta keep out the riffraff, up those prices, right? (laughs) On Tuesday, an American passenger, uh, supposedly American, allegedly bit, as in bite, like that? A flight attendant forcing a Seattle-bound all-nippon airways to flight to return to Tokyo. Wow, in Japan. The passenger was detained by police after the plane landed in the Japanese capital, and the flight attendant sustained minor injuries, a spokesman for the airline told Commie Nonsense Network, CNN. Several incidents have been reported this month of bad behavior and aggression from passengers, including a Montana-bound American Airlines flight that was diverted to Texas after a passenger allegedly punched a flight attendant and assaulted at least one police officer. Terrible. Speaking of airlines, a judge keeps Spirit Airlines ghetto. Not girl, ghetto. CNN reports jet... Oh, no, the far-left female-run outlet, the skim, reports JetBlue feel, may feel like they got their wings clipped. Yesterday, a federal judge struck down the airline's $3.8 billion acquisition of Spirit Airlines. The Justice Department, the Injustice Department, argued the merger would throw travelers under the bus by removing the pressure on other airlines to keep their prices low and reduce competition. The ruling didn't sit well with some investors. Spirit Airlines' shares dropped by about 47%, while JetBlue's went up by about 5%. And mask off! CNN shares this quote, There is no greater medium than television to influence our culture. Sounds like a boomer. Frank Sherma said that. He's the outgoing chair of the Television Academy, commenting on the organization's new list of 75 most impactful moments in TV history. Some of the iconic moments on the list include the 1969 moon landing. It was real. (laughs) Martin Luther King Jr.'s I have a dream speech. Evil. And the final blackout moment of The Sopranos. Huh. I'm not familiar with that one. Or any of them, really, firsthand. And more on the Middle East. Iran. Yesterday, Pakistan said Iran carried out an unprovoked violation of their airspace, targeting a military, a militant group with missiles and drones. Strikes allegedly killed two children per Pakistan. Iran also launched attacks in Iran and Syria. I mean, Iraq in Syria. Fired mis- missiles at Iraq's Kurdistan region, saying an Israeli espionage headquarters near a U.S. consulate was there. Killed four, allegedly. I'm James Hake. Now back to JLP. Manhood Hour.